Welcome back, everybody, to the Social Distance Podcast. It's the first rest day of the Tour de France. Well, it's the second, but it's the first traditional rest day of the Tour de France, and this is our our wrap-up of it so far. Rest assured, you can't see George at the moment, but George is here. George was here for the show. He left maybe 10 minutes before the end of the show, but he was here, and he had a good chat. He talked about what it's like working for Pogacar in the yellow jersey. We discussed, you know, tactics from Jumbo Visma from other teams. Um, Talked about why he's a great rider and a shit bloke. Yeah, shit bloke that. really brought that home with that fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah we discussed a lot of the a lot of the incidents of the Tour de France so far. Talked about the Australia the the, the curse of the Aussies this year. Um, apart from Clarkey, a lot of things. There's lots to unpack. Mm. There's, there's a lot going on in the Tour de France so far. Uh, we talk about bonuses. What are, what are people getting paid to win Tour de France stages? You'll find mm. out. Like, share, subscribe. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Front kick. Just getting bored and yet. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think. Will you Who shut up, man? That escalated quickly. We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on the show, eh? The hotly anticipated first rest day, or second rest day of the tour, first traditional rest day of the Tour de France social distance podcast episode and i tell you what i reckon we're going to have a fucking mixed bag today because i'm probably the freshest out of the lot because i'm a not racing the tour de france and b not trying to film a tour de france but also i'm not at the tour de france so i've got no idea what the fuck's going on so all the best <laughs> i've just woken not up much from been one happening. Of those, like, i've woken up from one of those traumatic sleeps like the, the real traumatic ones when you I just slept for two hours in the middle of the afternoon, rest day. I'm just woken up and I'm just, like, I don't even know who you two are. Like the whole world to me is a blur. I'm just nursing my way through it on an English breakfast cup of tea. Well, this is like you most, most shows, George. Yeah, <laughs> You're always true. groggy in the morning. It's just that you, you've had an Arvo siesta. You might not know who I am, but I know who you boys are. I know that Jones is a great bloke and I know you're a shit bloke. Those t-shirts you got on. I'll tell you what. Um... The amount of people that we've just given a license to, to abuse us, I mean, it's great, but that's the biggest compliment I get on the side of the, on the roadside. In the last week, the amount of people that have just screamed at me, get up, GB, you shit bloke. <laughs> 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 and I'm going, well, I'm what about, at least I'm a good rider. They, they, they were putting it on the, on the road. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That everywhere. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. That's and, so uh, good, eh? There's going to be one day, I reckon, about stage 16, where I just, like, my emotion's not going to be able to take it. And I'm just going yeah. to be like, like, oh, it's too far now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off! I had, a ki- yeah. I had a Kiwi guy come up at the buses, and he goes, hey, Jonesy, where's your merch? I go, I'm wearing the cap. He goes, ah, oh, shit out, where's your shirt? I don't know, it's in me bag. He goes, oh, I gave George um, some twirls yesterday. Yeah, he fucking loved it. Oh, yeah, oh, great. Oh, yeah. I got. This bloke actually gave me f- like a five pack of like bulk, like give me a kilo of chocolate. Legend. Yeah. And I said to him, I said to him, mate, where's your press pass? He goes, nah, fuck that. Just jump the fence. See you, mate. Gotta go. <laughs> I was wondering how we got to the bus. <laughs> yeah. He had no pass. He was just like a bull terrier. He was just running through, causing hey, damage. Something's, something's just happened. At lunch, actually. Do you remember the story I told, I don't know, last week, two weeks ago? I can't remember. 
about the bloke that showed up with the poster. Yeah. So I said, oh, I feel innocent. I was like, this guy showed up with this big poster of me. Didn't want it. But he, you know, tried to trap me into giving him a T-shirt. And I just kicked the can down the road. And was like, um, I said to him, like, oh, I don't I don't have a jersey for you now. I've only got skins with here. I need them for the race. All right. And then he didn't speak any English. He's only speaking French. So he's like, and I speak terrible French now. It's been 10 years since I lived there or something. And I'm trying to explain to him, like, oh, mate, just bring it to the tour. He's like, oh, I'll get the tour. And I say, bring it to the tour. He's like, oh, where's your hotel? I was like, oh, I don't know. And he gave me his email and stuff. And I directly threw it in the rubbish bin. Because he was, he was like 70, well, I saw like 60-year-old French guy that was just so pushy, pushy, pushy. I didn't want to be rude. So I just kicked the can down the road and said, oh, at the tour, we'll just whatever. Anyway, I'm sitting at lunch today, eating lunch. And the, the, like the waiter lady runs in and she's like oh george bennett you have a you have a, a meet i can't remember the word it was like you have a you know a meeting with a guy an appointment that's what she said you've got an appointment with this guy and i was like who and she went back out got his name it's like oh roll on someone all right and everyone's looking at me like what an appointment do you have it's two o'clock on a rest day and then i went out there put my head around the corner and I just see this guy waving the poster at me and he's tracked <laughs> us down. I took oh, one look no. at him and I just went, fuck, I can't handle this. <laughs> and I just looked at him, made eye contact, got 180, walked back inside and I was like, Luke, Luke, who's our media guy? And I was like, there's a grenade out there and you've got to go jump on it. <laughs> and he just sent him out. <laughs> oh, poor bastard. Uh, I felt could have really bad. You were oh, giving that poster away on the show. I don't, yeah. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like this guy must have traveled. Like there's there's one town like 50k that way, and one town 50k that way. I don't know where we are, but we're not. We're in the middle of nowhere. And well, I nom I uh, nominate you then for Great Ridership Bloke Award. Yeah, any other race or any other day I would have done it. Like, just, I, I, like I said off before I started the show off here, I was pretty defeated this morning. So. That was my uh, shit act of, of today. It's only four pm. So, well, for those for those who haven't got social media, which is probably let's say seventy five percent of our listeners, they may not have seen that we're running the Great Ridership Bloke Award, as we promised for the tour. No wrong shirt, Jonesy. Oh. The uh, one that jo- the one that George has got on. Yeah, so George has got a, a, a t shirt on right now that says Great Ridership Bloke on the front. We've got two of them we're going to give away at the Tour de France. We've got some nominees already, <clears throat> and we'll go to them shortly. But we're going to give them away on the Champs-Élysées. But you'll see also that the T-shirt that um, Jonesy's got on right now on the show, which says, shit, ride a great bloke. Now, we've got a lot of you out there that listen to our show, and we the people who have been commenting on social media about the, our recent merch drop. So we have... You have got merch for sale now, and Jonesy will put the link up here. You'll see the website, but it's a fucking mouthful. So I'll um I'll I'll tag them. I'll tag the website of the merch shop in the YouTube post and on the audio post, so you can see the link. It's also in our social media. You can buy the hat, the merch hat that Jonesy's got on his head right now. Blue hat says merch in orange across the front. It's a fucking brilliant hat, I must say so myself. I can't wait to get a hands on that. We've also got for sale this shirt that the t-shirt that George has on, the Great Rider Ship bloke t-shirt that you can buy that on the merch store but we've listened to you guys and now on the merch shop 
as of today, you can buy the Shit Rider Great Bloke T-shirt. So that's now available for sale also on the merch shop. So I'll put all that up on the on the socials for all you guys as well. But you've got your option now. If you're a good rider and a shit bloke, you can buy the one that George has got on. If you're a shit rider, but a are great we bloke, making which a I special audition for? Are we making a special edition for Luke Rowe, who's been asking me every day for a shit rider, shit bloke T-shirt. Yeah, we'll get one. Well, we'll get one made for him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and also, I've got a jersey I can give away, Bills. This is the oh, yeah. uh, Alperson limited edition for the Tour de France jersey. And, uh, yeah, that's thanks to the guys at Alperson who will tag in on the Instagram. But we can give that as way as well. Should we just look at this? How's it been hmm. um, back at the Tour, Jonesy? Oh, yeah. mate, it's, it, it's like coming back to high school. Like walking up the bus. A little bit rusty, just seeing, I have to say. A little bit rusty. There was oh, one, just, one little bit doing the rounds that that made me laugh when you went to. Can we play the clip? I think you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I'll play the clip. I'll play the clip. Yeah, I knew yeah. you'd bring it up, so I had it ready to go. Here's the clip. Uh, Leonard Kamna, you are the winner of the Ride of the Day Award for SBS Sport Australian Television. You get a plush kangaroo. That's the award. You win the Ride of the Day. Me? Yeah. I don't know Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I was under it. Sorry. I was off. Sorry, mate. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't my finest. It wasn't my finest. But in those moments, I was so embarrassed because the world media, that was in the mix zone. So the world media were all looking at me going, who's this clown? And I literally looked around and I said, we've got to go. We've got to get out of here. <laughs> it, it was bad. And then we went round to uh, the Bora bus and we, we gave it to the real Leonard Kamner. Um, I felt so fucking embarrassed. But it's a, it's just a it's a mad zone. Like, it, it's obviously there was two years with COVID restrictions and now they've opened up the floodgates and it's back to normal. But it's this weird, like, when you go with the buses, everyone's got to have their masks on and that. But then when you go to the village, you know, there's people just fucking everywhere like mm. you've just got to put the mask on 24 7 and you know just take all the it's weird because, you can because fucking hell we're still living in 2020 which we have to be you know obviously and then the back in 2020 it was okay because everyone was living in 2020 but now mm. the rest of the world is 2022 they're having a hell of a time spraying mm. around and it is spraying around like you wouldn't believe and then we you know, so it makes it even worse. Like when everybody had a mask on and this and that, you didn't, you know, you could almost like lean on them a little bit to have their mask on in the second that you didn't have your mask on. But now it's just apeshit. Everyone outside screaming, no mask. Screaming, like also like up the hill. You know, it's, it's awesome to see crowds back. I'm so excited for it. But then they make this tunnel, you know, and they're just clearing the roads in front of you and they're just screaming at you, you know, and you're like, oh God, I think I'm COVID, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty gnarly but like at least we can uh it's been a bloody good tour so far and thankfully uh the covid gods are shining on the tour de france today and <clears throat> all the tests were negative which is great for the yeah. race which means that uh the show will continue and when i say the show i mean it's a fucking show like there is some mm. shit happening in the tour de france this year that i've never seen in bike races before mm. like Obviously, there's a couple of freaks there. Like, Walt Van Aert's just been taking the, as Tom Pidcock said, 
who is actually one of my nominees for the Great Ridership Bloke T-shirt because of his cracking interview where he just said he's just taking the piss. And he was. That he was good, been. eh? That yeah. was so good, eh? He's just been taking the actual piss. Yeah. And, like, at, at, what, at, what, point, at what point does Jumbo Visma say, okay, mate, you've had your fun. You've basically won the green jersey with 11 days to go. You've won, what, two stages. You've worn the yellow jersey for X amount of days. Time for you to stop going to breakaways. Time for you to stop just taking the piss out of everyone else in the peloton. And we need you to be a teammate now. You know, like, well, he is a teammate. I shouldn't say that. In a I think he's going to play a good way. Teammate, to be fair. He's doing everything. He's doing, like, in the Palo, he's still, the thing is, like, he's that guy that can do all that stuff. He's still being, a, he's still being, like, a massive obstacle and trying to get the front. Oh, fuck, Walt's there with these guys, you know? And, like, yeah. Yeah, and what and what he did on the Roubaix stage, like he's mm. he like he saved he saved the GC for a jumbo. And yeah, I, I should backtrack a little bit on that statement. It came across wrong. He is a great teammate, <laughs> and he's he's an absolute freak. Which need, allows him needs to, to be all better teammates. Like beep beep beep. <laughs> beep. <laughs> I'm just going to remove myself from my own comment. Um, just to yeah, doesn't sound like my own comment, but what I mean is that, like, is it is it going to come a point where they're going to where they're going to have to use, they're going to use them in a different way? Is you know? Yeah. Do you know what worries me is how how I know they're going to use them and what is coming for me is that I don't know if it's tomorrow. Probably not. I'd say maybe Alpdewes or the day or Grand Arnold Alpdewes. They not you know day after sort of Wednesday Thursday or potentially Pyrenees, but I don't reckon they'll wait that long. Is this going to be one of these, like, remember how Valverde won the Vuelta, uh, Comptable won the Vuelta that year from Rodriguez? When yeah. a couple of teammates up the road, they launch across. He's going to be the guy that's already up the road. Someone's going to somehow get to him, and then it's game on. You know? Then we're on for, like, one of those days where it's just... There's already been so many days we haven't even stopped for a piss. Because one day, I mean, okay, it was my own fault. Well, I, wasn't, I had two punctures and a mechanical, and I spent 100k before I saw the peloton from, from the neutral zone. <laughs> but there's been a few days like this where, like, it's just, I don't reckon anyone stopped for a piss yesterday. Like, just full gas, start to finish. But that was, we were just in control, but there's going to be a day where, like, if we don't ride that fast, Roglic or, Primo or Jonas or one of the, any else could do it as well, where, you know, there's that situation where you've got a guy like Walter on the road, someone jumps to him. And it's just going to be, it's going to be one of those stages you watch like the whole five hours. Yeah. And it's mm. interesting you say that about like you guys riding fast because there's obviously been a bit of stuff in the media about people, like some guys saying like, oh, a UAE using using the bullets too early, like with, you know, controlling breakaways that perhaps you could have, I don't know, for argument's sake, given the yellow jersey away or let breakaways win. Get off our backs. Exactly. Like, like, at the end of the day, like G G had it on the head in the interview the other day, yesterday, where he said, uh, "But they had it under control. Like they can do that, you know. They did. They did that. You know what? They can't. Absolutely giving me the shits this tour. The first week we weren't good enough. Everyone saying, <laughs> you know, ah, oh, these guys are not riding well. So what are you talking about? We're not riding well. Okay, we didn't make eight lines. We didn't make eight guys line up in a row for the TV. But thing was, uh. Tadej always had a guy with him, mm. you know, always there. Okay, Roubaix stage, me and Brandon were both with him in the front, and I, we both crashed out. And then now we get to the terrain where our team is built for, where we just rode, just rode our pace. If the breakaway wanted to go away, 
and they wanted to survive, they had to be good. If they wanted to take the jersey, they had to be mm. really good. We just rode a comfortable our place. But it's our mountains. Yeah. Our, we've got the, one of the best teams in the world for the mountains. And then everyone gives us shit for being too strong. It's like, well, what yeah. do you want? Do you want us to be shit or do you want us to be strong? Make up your mind. Do you know, do you know what it is, bro? It's the fucking, it's the, the curse of the yellow jersey. There's not, a, there's not a single bike rider in the world, and I would have to say that Pogachar uh, would have to be one of the most liked um, Tour de France winners. Like, he's actually, you can just see in his, the way he presents himself across even his social media account. He's a fucking legend. You know, he's just, oh, a, yeah. he's a that young, he's a young dude. Great. Yeah, he did his little rap song. It's another nominee for a t-shirt with that rap song he did. But like, he's just. Oh, I, have, he's, I didn't see it. I saw you seen that. I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch it. Oh, mate. It's so good. Um, but like, he's just a young guy out there. He's having a, he's having a fucking ball and he's bloody good. And, but like, you, you know what? Every single year at the Tour de France, for as long as I can remember, the yellow jersey always, someone pe- oh. picks holes in something to criticize. Mm. That's just the Actually, nature of the Wigan fucking yellow jersey. Yesterday. Wigan said if he keeps, I saw some headline like, oh, if he keeps winning, people will start to hate him. Which I was yeah. like, that's such an interesting psychology. But do people, like, do people hate Lance? Or is it because Southern oh, mate, massively. Lance start this trend? No, no, it's the old analogy. It? It's the old analogy of if you're writing a story, what what's going to get more clicks? Is like good on today, or they're writing shit, or some sort of spice. Mm. That's all they do now. It's all just like whatever's going to get the clicks. But, but the thing at is, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't change anything. And actually, no one yeah. hates no one hates any of these guys. Like apart no. from the real fucking pessimistic cynics out there that think every single bike rider in the world is taking drugs. Those, mm. well, let's just remove them from the equation because they're fuckwits. But yeah, because those, those are just those are just deeply flawed people that obviously have yeah. like massive issues with the rest of their life. Exactly. Yeah. No, and, you can't judge like, attitude of a non-rational person. You can't judge it. You know what I mean? Like, no. If that's someone and like, there. and that, so those people, the actual, the general people who say like, oh, UAE's uh, weren't weren't around pocket in the first week, or now UAE's riding too hard. Like all those people, like. Exactly like you say, Jane. They're just they're just writing stories, or you know, like mm. they're just creating stories or telling stories, or whatever. But at the end of the day, they love it. Like that, they they just they're, they're the same people that when they bump if they bump into Pogacar in the pub after fucking Champs Elysees, they'll want a selfie with him. You know, yeah. So it's it's you actually like just you it's just stories. We actually like start keeping this black book and be like, wait a minute, mate. You criticise me for riding slightly too fast. So I'm giving everybody seasickness as watching on. YouTube because I'm trying to find a charger. Um, you know, keep a little black book and be like, "Yeah, you, you criticise me for riding too fast." They, on. they used to have a black book. Lance's team had a black book, so we all knew yeah. as journos. And it, the video you saw before, I'm not a journo's asshole. Um, if you asked Lance a spicy question, you were scribbled in the book, and that was it. You couldn't get near him. So really? we knew that. So yeah, so we used to just suck up his ass. To get content, yeah. <laughs> like we knew all the spice <laughs> behind the scenes, but we never asked those questions. We'd all be like, "Hey, Lance, how you going today? You know, all good, mate." And this is when the heat was Did you ever slide up. in for a spicy question under sort of alternative egos, like or like, ah, uh, you know, disguise coming. As- yeah, the way you phrase that is, you go, "Look, you've done a fantastic job today, given you know all the all the hatred that's been set out there at the moment, and yeah, you just sort of frame uh, it that way, but." Talking about articles, I, there was another article because, yeah, I was in the headlines again, and that was uh, Cobble Robin Hood steals Simon Clark a stone trophy. 
So that was on cycling tips. What have you done? So what happened is I was staying at the Flandrian Hotel. You're going to get arrested. I hope they've got Wi-Fi in jail. Mate, I got because... I got pulled aside by an ASO representative who wanted to know where I got that cobblestone from. I was staying at the Flandrian Hotel and Jamie Anderson, they did road work out the front of his joint and they had like the old cobbles, same cobbles that they use around the race route. And he said, oh, do you want to give one of these to Clarkie as a memento? I said, oh, it's a great idea. So he threw it in the dishwasher, went to the stage, and I sort of hammed it up for Clarkie. I said, you know, a mate got this on the race route. He's, oh, wow, that's awesome. And, you know, I said, we tried to get it framed, but the, the framing guide had a big night. So, you know, there you go. Anyway, straight away, a guy from ASO said, where did you get this? I said, oh, no, it was a construction at a mate's joint. Like, it's all good. And then, yeah, like, Clarkie in the interview was like, I can't name the bloke. You know, he's, he's a mate of mine or whatever. But I was like, what, what's going on? And then it said people have been thrown in jail for digging up cobblestones on the race route uh, as mementos, you know, theft. And if everyone did that, there'd be no cobbles left. So it's actually a serious thing in France. And I'm getting so, photos get, of the so, cobblestone. And, yeah. I love the thought that Clarkie's travelling around two weeks with a lump of cinder block in his, yeah. in his bag that he thinks is a cobble. <laughs> That's a bit of concrete from some bloke's house. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's from the it's from the region, mate. That's all that matters. It's all oh, part but it of is the a region. cobble. It's not just a, it's a co- it's no, it's a proper a cobble. No, no, yeah. no. It's like a cobble oh. from the eighteen hundreds. It's a proper. Well, one. I thought some bloke could knock his house down, and you're just taking a bit of concrete. <laughs> well, there was that, but they dug up an actual cobble. So, oh, okay. yeah, it it's legit. It's just we didn't steal okay. it. It was it was given and it was put through That's the dishwasher. So cool, it mint. Yeah, it's a yeah. super memento. Um, but how's that? How's that win though, Bill's Clarkie on stage five? That was fucking yeah. incredible, mate. There's been some like, like I guess riding on an Australian team. I just want to focus on the Australians this for this first week of the Tour de France. Fuck, it's been a it's been a topsy turvy week for Australian bike riders. Like Jack Hague's crashed out with a broken wrist in a stage oh, that yeah. we said we made a fucking point about that stage before the Tour de France started. We said it shouldn't we be lost. There. We lost three GC guys that day because Ben O'Connor yeah. and yeah. Roglic um, to a degree. Roglic was a lot. Yeah, Roglic essentially came out of the. You know, Roglic would be right now and at forty six seconds if that stage wasn't mm. there. Yeah. And I gave both Ben O'Connor and Jack Hager a pin from Australia. And I said, "This is a safety pin, mate. This brings you safety throughout the tour." And they bloody binned it the next day. Put your fucking mask on and keep those no, pins I'm in having your a mozza. <laughs> Absolute mozza. Um so yeah, we lost yeah, Australia lost Hagee and uh they haven't lost Ben O'Connor, but they've lost his G C hopes on that stage. Um and then Clarkie obviously won that stage, which is a big big peak for uh, Australia. And then Bling. Mate, Bling, I have to say, like, oh, that yeah. guy is fucking unbelievable. Like, the stages that he's been contesting are seriously impressive. You know, like, small, small groups, mm. hard, hard finishes. But the poor bastard, his career has been cursed by, like, Peter Sagan, Wolf and Art. Like, yeah, if, absolutely. Think freaks. It, yeah. Like, he's yeah. just been cursed mm. by these freaks around him. And, like, Bling, the thing is, Bling's an absolute freak as well. But he's just not quite freakish enough to be a freak on the freak level of those guys. Like he's been. Imagine how many Tour de France stage wins he would have had if not for finishing second to like one or two of those guys. Oh. Like he'd be like probably double digits. Forward, I think 
if you become in this tour at least, if you become second to Poggy or Walt, you can say that's a win. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, claim it. Because you, on their terrain, they're just so good. Yeah. Hey, on Walt, is he a good bloke? Like, if I ask yeah, some real sort good of stupid questions, he'd be fine? Yep. He'd probably <laughs> oh, give you yeah. that. They'd give you that stare, yeah. you know. But he's a real good bloke. Yeah, he's a real good bloke. I get the impression um, he's an awesome yeah. bloke, especially when he like when he um when he gave Dylan shit after that stage when Dylan beat him by like half a wheel or whatever. And he as soon as they crossed the line and Walt Van Art just said to Dylan, Did you actually get that or are you just claiming it? You know? Yeah, because apparently they've got a running joke that uh like when they were on Jumbo, Walt Van Art said to why do I keep saying Walt Van Art? We know who we're talking about. Van Art said <laughs> Walt said to Dylan, if it's close, just fucking claim it. Just convince them it's yours, you know? And uh, so now they have this joke, apparently, where Van Art won a stage in the tour when, in Jumbo a few years back, and it was really close, and he just claimed it. And then Dylan did the same to Van Art in another race at some point, just claimed it. And then the same thing happened here at the tour, and then Van Art's just like, are you sure you won that, or are you just claiming it? <laughs> well, then so you could do a Jasper Philipson and claim second. Oh, another that nominee. Was... Oh, yeah, they are. that's Felt sorry for him too. Because, man, yeah. do you know how much he had to suffer to get? That was a hard climb. He had to hurt to get there. The fact that he was in that front yeah. group. Wow. Mate, yeah, that was been a hell of a tour. That. Um, What's that? It's been a hell of a tour. I would say that the next three days are maybe the combination of, what are we, 10, 11, 12, might be the hardest three days back to back I've seen, or potentially 16, 17, 18. This tour has two of the worst or best, depending on how you're looking at it, three-day combinations I've ever seen. I um I had a look at the the stages coming up between this rest day and the next one, so the next seven days or whatever, and then it intrigued me looking at it because I thought, when the fuck's the next sprint stage? So I continued There's to no scroll through stages. it. So I continued There's to Denmark scroll through it. In Paris. And at stage 19, maybe. Oh, is it 19? Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I, not guaranteed. I, like, we left uh, Denmark, and one of the sprinters goes, Oh, guess that's me until Paris now. And they were like, Pretty genuine, like, I'm just going to survive till Paris. Like, there's no sprint stages, it's insane. Uh, oh, god, don't talk What's Caleb gonna do? Just get through to Paris and hope for the best. Yeah, if Caleb gets through, good on him, really. Like, the sprinters, I feel very sorry for them this year. There's a lot of suffering and a lot of uphill starts, a lot of crazy long mountains, high altitude, and it's going to be 40 degrees every day. Mm. I heard there's some heat coming. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, hey, as your legs going, George, you're bloody <clears throat> riding shit out. Well, this is the thing. The amount of messages I've had, they've gone, yeah, great to see you've come around or you've come good after that first week. Every, like, like four or five individual people have said that to me. I'm going, wait, what? When was I shit? And like, yeah, you know, like must have been a tough week, but good to see you bounce back. And I'm going, and then I'm trying to think. I think what happened was there was one day where it was a crazy long start. I think the break didn't go until the stage that Walt won. Oh no, I don't know who won. I can't remember. God, it's good. Pogacar. Um. Who? Oh, yeah, Poggy one. Yeah. Yeah, Poggy one. Pog, the Pog and then, man. And I, um, 
we start puncture after five k after one k, and it's crazy fast start. And I just get going again, another puncture, get going again, finally get back to the group, and it's this little kicker, and my derailleur stops working, and I'm going fuck, I'm in trouble here, but I cannot stop again because I've been on the limit. This is now ski camp into the race, just got in, getting back in, kind of thing. And then all these guys in front of me, all the sick guys, there's a, bunch, there's a lot of sickness going around, and they all just stop in front of me, and I just can't get on the back because my derailleur's not working. So I, and Jack Bauer was there because Bauer punctured at the worst time as well. So we came into this absolute hooped group, but we were there because we'd had problems, but everyone else was super sick. So they couldn't write, and we just spent maybe 60 or 70k out the back with the TV camera, just this humiliation TV camera on us. Just looking like, oh my god, these guys have all been dropped on this flat start. Like, what's wrong with them? And we're just swapping off, trying to get back. We eventually get back. I'm so fucked. And then just hit the last climb, and I just eject. But uh, I think everyone just went, oh man, he's creeping. Shit, he's creeping. Yeah. And then the next day, was punched to Belfi, and I was going to right. Yeah, but do you know what confused me was that I'd that stage you just spoke about. I I missed it because I was out training, and I stopped at the service station to get a can of coke, and I jumped on cycling stats or something to have a look at what was happening and i just saw like i scrolled through the texts and it was like george bennett's dropped george bennett's alone blah 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 all this stuff for ages and eventually after 100k it was like george bennett rejoins peloton and then i got i was like oh fuck what's oh, don't tell me he's crook or yeah. something and then like and then i got home and i had a message from one of our mates saying like fuck what's happened what happened to george today because they obviously didn't no one knew about the mechanicals and i was like i don't know he's like fuck, yeah. like a tough day and then, so then that was, so, so that was my image of what happened to you that day. And then the next yeah. day, I got home from training, and I, I had an easier. I turned the turned the coverage on, and it was like one k to go until the end of the neutral zone. So one k to the race started, and then I went and had a shower, came back after the shower. It's like four k to the race, and you were in the cars by yourself. I was like, oh no, he's fucking he is <laughs> he's gone, he's gone. <laughs> so like, so all of a sudden, I had this image on my head that oh, George is fucked. He's going home. So I'm, I miss I miss Jonesy and Caitlin. What the fuck's wrong with George? Is he crook? And then Caitlin replies because she hasn't got an idea. She's out running. Like I don't know what's happening. I'm like, oh fuck! I just started off this whole chain chain reaction of the stress between me and your girlfriend. And she's like, oh, keep me updated. <laughs> and then I just started making shit up. Like now the commentators just said he had a mechanical. I had fucking no idea. <laughs> and then in the end, well, the I was at the bus. I was at the Greenwich bus, and they rolled up and they said, "How's it all going? So good." And then Bauer said, "Hey, tell your mate Bennett owes me a fucking beer." I go, "Yeah." I go, "Yeah, mate, we ripped it to get back on." I was like, "All right, I'll go Jack wind him up." So strong. Yeah. 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 They're raving about it. But oh, mate, it's a, it's it's just an absolute shit fight trying to get grabs like with anyone that's got some sort of profile here, because the amount of hard. like wasps that follow groups, like it's almost impossible. And if you go in the mix well, you know zone, caught in the washing machine, it's just nuts. And the COVID, the COVID paranoia within the teams has really tightened everything up because, like, mm. like. Especially we lost a guy to COVID, you know. So mm. we are running around with our bum holes clenched. And mm. so we're now running such and such, like like we have to, you know, like really tight protocols. And then that just means, you know, before, like, if there was no COVID going around, I feel like it would be so much easier to step on the bus, have a quick yarn, no one gives a shit. But everyone's mm. like, off the bus and they're like, shit, don't stand near the people for long. 
get away mix own mark mm. you know what i mean and yeah, so yeah. it just becomes this must make your job super hard here actually well it's made james it's definitely made your job hard to get that fucking merch hat on someone's head while you're filming them yeah that's any, right yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, no, i'll um i'll speak right stage we've got the we've got the biggest <laughs> <laughs> let it loose yeah. let it loose <laughs> um and George has promised a photo with Pogachar with that hat on as well. And he's going to join the show, I think, as well at some point. <laughs> yeah, he and he's going to wear the the uh, Great Riders Chip Bloke shirt and you watch sales fly through the roof. But on a serious note, it was great to see Caitlin do the shoes for Poggy. Yeah, man, that was, That's I'll tell awesome. you what, she, she said she had like 40 orders or something. One, she got home, I was, I was like, oh, have you checked Instagram? She's like, no, why, what happened? I was like, oh, I should probably Instagram or something. And I talked to her that night, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm overrun. I can't handle this. I think I think it's like one of those own goals. You know what I mean? You think you're yeah. doing something good, and you've just sunk yourself. You've just gone like, I can't deal with this. She I saw just her just before, her actually. She, she popped around for a coffee just before we started the show, and she said that she's got like 2,000 or 2,500 more followers on Instagram just since Poggy posted about the shoes. Holy shit. Mate, so the moment you get, shoes moment, will sell. Imagine how many Imagine hats how would many tell shirts. if he just had a photo oh, of Poggy with the merch cap on. Jeez. All right, all right, give me time. Don't they call that <laughs> like the... Didn't you tell me about the... Was it you or maybe it was Jesse Sargent telling me about the Lance Effect one on on their, um, on social media? I think it was you. Like, Lance Mate. said once, like, give give this guy a follow or something. Yeah, was that um was that Tour of Luxembourg in 2010? And I was racing with yeah, Lance. Was was a follow or, or this guy follow? <laughs> Tika Tawari. <laughs> Lance still follows Tika Tawari. Probably. Is there any Bitcoin advice from him? Yeah. yeah. I got Lance, a message from Lance in the day. So. Follow this, bro, if you want financial advice. I got a yeah. message from Lance, Lance last week saying, you motherfucker, I've lost millions in Bitcoin. It's crashed. Yeah. I've been following your advice on Twitter. Yeah. Um, now, I was at Tour of Luxembourg in 2010. I was there with me and Daryl Impey, and Lance was, and I was racing with Lance on the same team, Radio Shack. And we rode the front all day on the first stage, Daryl and I. And, we, and, and then we got dropped with like 40K to go or something. And uh, Johan Brunel was the director there. He was like, just, you know, easy guys, just roll in, done a great job, whatever. But unbeknown to anybody, including the management, all the riders, the time cuts at Tour of Luxembourg were just a, a blanket 20 minutes. It wasn't a percentage. It was just 20 minutes. What? If you're, outside, if, you, if you're 20 minutes behind, you're out of the race. No one fucking knew this. It's, why would you? Why would you think that's that's even a possibility? That's so, outrageous. So as you, as you can probably understand, Daryl and I missed the time cut that day. And then, um, but then, so then Lance tweet, put a tweet out saying like, you know, like, oh, it's bullshit that these guys have been time cut. Like at Sam Bulli, at Daryl Impey, uh, like, did an awesome job riding for me today. And like, mate, I woke up the next day, I had like fucking 5,000 followers or something. 5,000 more followers. Yeah. Lance effect. It's unreal, eh? Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, probably effect now. I got, I, you've probably um, got to go soon, George, but I've got one. Yeah, I just need to shoot. bring, I've got to bring one thing up quickly while you're here. Um, it's actually quite a good question, but oh, no. what's more interesting is who the question came from. It's come from uh, Kieran Bennett, your cousin. Oh, and, uh, cousin. He's not actually my cousin, but he's, oh. <laughs> me and Kieran went to Worlds together, mountain bike Worlds. He's from Nelson. Oh, and he's right. one of he was one of New Zealand's best downhill mountain bikers, like the OG, you know, back in the day. You, would you race Worlds with Kieran? 
No, I don't know him. Oh. Um, oh but he, anyway, he's, like he's, sent a, he's sent a question in and he said, oh, I mean, eventually the comments, I, I replied to him and eventually he said, I mean, arguably George is the more, the more famous Bennett, but if it came to a vote, it'd be close. But he, uh, and I, I'm voting for Kieran. I don't even fucking know the guy, but I'm definitely voting for him. Um, but his question was, it's a good, good question for all of us. Uh, he's asking, do the guys get bonuses for winning Tour de France stages? And it's, it's probably quite an interesting question for a lot of people. And the answer is probably not a blanket statement, but in general, yes. Most, most bike riders would have a, con, uh, a clause in their contract or a bonus schedule in their contract saying that if you win, you know, it might be, you might get five grand or something for winning a smaller race. You might get 25 grand potentially for winning a Tour de France stage or winning the overall of the Tour de France. So, yeah, I guess you, if you want to chime in, George, but yeah, in general, you would be getting bonuses oh, for winning I, Tour de France I talked stages. to a guy yesterday who was on 60,000 on minimum wage, which is 60,000 or 50,000 euros a year. He was on minimum wage and he won one of the big one day classics. And didn't have anything in his contract, didn't still had a long contract with the team as in nothing. Not a cent, not a pay rise, not a dime. Whereas people would probably get yeah, some people might get three hundred, four hundred, five hundred for winning a one one of these big races. And for yeah. sure a tour stage, you know. But some guys don't and if it's not in your contract, tough luck. Can't even got it. Yeah. I think but like yeah. I think there's been riders in the past, like maybe even Gilbert was one where he, like, when he went to Quickstep, I think they signed they signed him quite cheap um, for the for the rider he he is. Uh, but he had these massive. He's like, all right, I'll sign for that small amount of money. It's probably still fucking half a million dollars. Um, but he had like these huge bonuses, and if he won classics, like oh, and then he the won, same, like, he you won, know, like Roubaix and he won Roubaix. He won maybe like. Liège or something, I don't know, and like he just went, yeah. oh, oh, there's my money, that's what I deserve. But that, it's actually not a bad, it's not a bad way to do it. I remember Oleg Cav would have done years that ago. last year. Cav would have done yeah. that for sure. Remember mm. years ago, Tinkoff used to say like, I don't know why we pay riders so much in salaries, why don't we pay them lower salaries with big bonuses? Because then... Mm. The problem is if, you end up with a situation like a little bit like the New Zealand national team has at the moment, where if you... It, it, it doesn't encourage teamwork or, you know what I mean? Like if you have mm, one guy, true. everyone's getting paid based on their result and you say, well, you leave him out and you go, well, then I'm just putting, cat, you know, bread in this guy's pocket and I'm stopping myself from getting any. And it's a little bit like, you know, this this whole moral thing that you brought up around the New Zealand team. We didn't talk about it yet, but if you want to go to World City, obviously we've had some budget issues, you know, so Vikings has had a huge funding cut. And so, they still want to have a team at Worlds and get on them. And they just say, well, look, we've just got no money. So if you want to go to Worlds, you have to pay to go there. Mm. So, and that's flights and you've also got to pay quite a bit for accommodation, whatever. I mean, you know, that they're not making money out of us, but it's just how much it costs to run a, run an event. And then you have this whole thing like, okay, well, if we've got four guys that have all forked out, I don't know what, 10 grand, maybe yeah. eight grand, seven grand to go there. How can we ask one of them to work for the other guy? Yeah, that's right. Dead right. Mm. Exactly why you're still in the sport and Tinkoff's not, mate. <laughs> better, exactly. better outlook on things. <laughs> um, um, all right, boys. I've got to get moving. I've got to massage. Yeah. Well, uh, right. Yeah, send us that photo with Pog with a hat on once you get it, and I'll uh, we'll chuck yeah, it up. Yeah, we'll post that. We'll get it up. <laughs>
Can't wait. All right, boys. Good luck with the show. I reckon. Just a bit of. I reckon everyone actually just probably turn off now. Probably. Yeah. Can't get much better. That's probably will. I can just. I'll, I'll give one quick shout out while you're here, since you know this person real well. I want to give a quick shout out to Nee Fisher Black. Finished fifth at the oh, women's yeah. Giro. Oh right. Twenty-one year old. Mm. Yeah, Finn Fisher Black's sister. Nee, she was fifth at the Giro. Well, Finn's young her rider. brother. Finn's her brother. Finn's Jim's her dad. Her brother. Um. <laughs> Remember last time I left you guys alone in a show, you guys got into the intricacies of the financial structure <laughs> oh, of the yes, cycling teams and everyone just it went off the rails. Like, and everyone just sent in real abusive messages like, oh my God, I just wasted 30 minutes of my life. <laughs> Maybe we'll go podcast fishing for Oleg Tinkov then. <laughs> Get him just waging <laughs> on it. Isn't he in jail? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he is. Out. Tax evasion. Next All right, let's get him on. Get him on. <laughs> All right. All right. See you, right. Cheers, right. Good luck for Enjoy. the rest of the race. Thanks. We'll see you on the Monday. after the Champs Elysees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just noticing in this jersey, it comes with this inbuilt into it. What's this for your mobile phone? Like a clip, yeah, a radio pocket, maybe radio pocket, mobile phone. Yeah, that's cool. I We've started. Very exciting after George has left. I reckon uh, there's not a whole lot left to talk about. Should we wrap up with the um, with the nominees so far for the Great Ridership Bloke Award? Yeah. Yep. So and also, got... we need to work out how we're going to give this jersey away. Anyway. So, all right. Let's start with that. I reckon uh, uh, the Alperson jersey that was donated to us by the Alperson Barbershop. Yep. What about we give that away in two different ways? I've got two ideas. You let you mm-hmm. you you pick. I'll give you two options. Number one, best uh, social distance podcast related sign on the side of the road, and yep. it doesn't it, it doesn't need to be seen on TV because that's fucking just luck if that happens. But send mm-hmm. us a photo with you holding the yep. sign on the side of a climb, saying proof that you're at the Tour de France. That's one option. The second option is actually that's the best option. The second option. Well, if you are good. holding that sign, just be careful too. Like, don't have it hanging yeah. out on the road. We don't want you yeah, yeah. getting in the slammer. Ten, 10 meters back from the tarmac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least standing yeah. on your esky. And the best one but, gets a Alperson Tour de France edition race jersey. Do you want me to get it signed by Matthew Vanderpoel? <laughs> Mate, if you can do that, I'm, I'm not backing you. So um, go for it. Oh, okay. You want to give me a challenge? I'll probably yeah, end up not... getting signed by the wrong bloke because I don't know <laughs> what he looks like. Make sure he's wearing that merch hat when you do it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, I'll get him to sign it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the nominees for the Great Ridership Bloke Award, we've got the. We've already posted four on the social media. One was G with the the uh, gilet. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that problem. Um, one was uh, Magnus Court saluting for the first climb of the Tour de France when he that got was the, awesome. the jersey. Yeah. The third one was um, what was the third one? Can't there was one for the it. there was one for the uh, to the designers of their specialised fucking balaclava. That was the one. Oh, and the other one was Stefan Kung helmet grabbing Ruben Guerrero. Right. So those are the, mm. the four current nominees and I, I have to say that G is light years ahead in the voting so let's remove those other mm. three so it's g and now going up against the next few for the next week which i reckon philipson for saluting yeah 
for second. It's got to be one. Yep. Pidcock's interview when he said he's taking the piss. That's pretty funny. Uh, Vlasov for taking the kangaroo really well. <laughs> Vlasov for taking the kangaroo really well. Yes, definitely. He's one. And what about uh, the man himself, the Maya Jean, George's mate, Pogman, for that yeah. fucking rap, rap video he did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, why, does it, yeah. why don't we rig it so that the Pogman wins it so that he wears the jersey and we can sell more merch? Yeah. Well, we can why don't we just tell George he won it? Just say he won it maybe and he it, has to wear it now. Yeah. Well, maybe we give the we give the um, Great Ridership Bloke Award away to whoever wins by the end, but G's definitely leading at the moment, and then whoever else mm. comes in. And then mm. we give the Ship Rider Great Bloke T-shirt to Pogman. Yeah. It's only an XL. He'll be right. That'd be fucking funny. Let, let's say, like, if he wins the Tour de France and we call him a shit rider, but a good bloke, it'd be fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Well, no one would be doing that. I will. No. Yeah. I've, I've got that um, massive kangaroo, too, that uh, has got a yellow jersey on it. And uh, I've, I'm going to try and give that to him just before he goes up on the podium. Shit, yeah. What do you reckon like the chances it. of him going up on the podium holding this kangaroo with the yellow jersey? Slim to fuck all, but the, it's not about the it's it's not about what the chances are. It's just about doing it. It's just about having a crack. Back I'll have a crack. What's, I'll what's have the a worst crack. that can happen? I'm, I'm going all chips in. I will make Wait, sure ask... that I get that roux in front of him as he's about to walk up the steps. I'm going to get in that mix zone. I'm going to hand yeah. it to him. Mate, like if you or whoever wins sing... the tour, whoever. Yeah. If you ask every single bike rider you interview to put the merch cap on, you know, 99 of them will probably say no. But one will say yes. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, it's like some guy who said he's, you know, had a thousand one night stands. He's probably tried 25,000 times. So the rate's not high, but doesn't no one knows that. That's right. Hmm. I'll tell you, it was good catching up with Adam Yates the other day, too. He's doing no media, you know, what Yates is like. And then I finally just walked in the middle of the road and I was like, Yatesy, pull over, you bastard. And he goes, oh, fuck it, old mate. Yeah, right, all. <laughs> Let's do a fucking interview. And then Luke Rover rode past. He goes, what's going on here? He doesn't do interviews, this bloke. And then my microphone wasn't working properly. So I was fucking screwing. Oh. I got Yatesy's audio, but I didn't get mine, which is just as important. So, oh, But I said to him, mate, this is an absolute privilege because I saw Mitch Docker before. And Mitch was like, who are you going to get? And I said, I'll try and get Yatesy on the way back. He goes, oh, good luck, mate. I tried to butter him up by giving him gifts. And, I, you know, Docs knows Yatesy pretty well. And he yeah. got the media manager to go on the bus to say, oh, Mitch Docker's out here to do an interview. Can you come out? And Yatesy went back and said, nah, I'm not doing an interview. Sorry. <laughs> so the media manager said to Docker, yeah, sorry, mate, he, he's, he's not coming out. <laughs> so well, Docs was even... like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, if you, even though you can't use it, like Walt Bernard said to Dylan Cronowigan, claim it. Just claim it. Claim it. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting because I will yeah. definitely stay tuned. If you see the Pog win the tour and then randomly go up on stage with this kangaroo wearing a yellow jersey, you'll know yeah. it was that one percenter. Exactly. Hopefully, he's in the mindset. If he does win it, he'll be that pumped that he won. And he sees it and he's just like, oh, this is awesome, but it's too late. People are going, come up stage, come up stage. And he goes, oh, well, fuck, I'm stuck with it now. Hopefully, the, if the boys pour a couple of glasses of champagne down his throat before that, then... Loosen up a bit, you might be right. Mm. Mm. No, for sure. It's worth a crack.
Should worth you. a crack. I'll back you. All right. Thanks All right. for listening, everybody. No that was, um, yeah, I'll post the merch store, the link to the merch store in the in the in the the blurb. What do you call it? Like the description the below. Description. The description below. The merch link will be in there. Uh, don't worry Google, about we'll just costs. go to Batu- just just go to Batuta Advocate Store, and it's under their yeah. collections DM podcast. Yeah, shop Batuta, Batuta Advocate, Advocate Shop. The shop. Yeah. Um, don't worry about the shipping costs, guys. It's a crisis cost of living crisis just what happens international shipping these days it's worth it though it's good well you you got to look at it like you could donate to a charity or you could help a couple of battlers out you know Mm. (laughs) we're a bunch of charity cases it's it's all going to be karma it's all going to come out the wash and uh you know it says great bloke underneath you know exactly there you go are you a great bloke or not fucking fucking prove it and if someone says to you why do you think you're a great bloke? Because I fucking paid international shipping costs for this fucking t-shirt. Beauty. And someone goes, geez, that's a good shirt. You go, fuck, I want to be. Cost me bloody <laughs> 80 bucks to ship it out. <laughs> not quite that much. but <laughs> <laughs> It's not that much. In fact, it's chook fake compared to that. So it's like 75 to me. No. No, no, no. It's not much at all. It's not no. much when you buy 10. Yeah, it's fine. No, that's right. The more you buy, the better the value of shipping is. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we've done enough pushing so, hard. You know, you know what to do. Like, share, That's subscribe. It.